welcome to Ashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And uh, Disney is uh, a fan of taking some of its theme park rides and turning them into intellectual property. So, you know, we've had Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, the Haunted Mansion movies. And now we have Jungle Cruise starring Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. And Ashley's going to tell us about it. So Emily Blunt plays Lily Houghton, who is a researcher. And it's set in the around the period of World War One. And she believes that there, the legend of this tree that exists in the Amazon and has blossoms that can be used to heal people is um, not just a legend, it's, it's actual fact. And so she sets out, um, along with her brother, to travel from England to the Amazon to try to find this legendary tree. And she enlists the help of... Uh, Dwayne Johnson, who plays Frank, and he has a boat, and they embark on an adventure into the jungle. It's a jungle cruise. What did you think about it? <laughs> Overall, I like this movie. Um, you know, I, I liked it a bit more uh, right after we saw it than I do at the moment. <laughs> um, you know, when we got done watching it last night, I thought to myself, like, this was in the eight range. Uh, now it's more like in the, in the seven range, uh, which is still fine. Uh, this, you know, I feel like uh, I'm not going to say anything new as far as the fact that I'm going to compare it to things like um, The African Queen and the, the 1999 Mummy movie and Pirates, some elements of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it, 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 it is derivative of, of those. And those are all fine things to crib from, you know. But uh, it it has some familiarity, which I think overall works. Um, I think what actually sells this movie the most is the chemistry that Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt have together. You know, here's, here's a confession I have, and uh, this will probably, you know, piss off certain people, but I'm not a huge fan of Emily Blunt, not in the stuff I've seen her in before. Like, I, you know, just... You know, she's not a bad actress. I just, I don't know, not really, maybe it's the roles or whatever. <laughs> but I, I loved her in this. Mm-hmm. I thought she was great. And then uh, Dwayne Johnson, I think, is hit or miss, but he, I think he hits well in this. Uh, and then I like, uh, I think his name is Jack Whitehall, who plays uh, the brother of Emily Blunt's character. He's sort of a, um, a bit of a foppish Englishman. Uh, and uh, Edgar Ramirez is in this as a Spanish conquistador. Uh, so it's funny the, the the movie is is almost two hours long, and in the first half, I, I'm not sure which I like more. I don't know. I, I shouldn't even be dividing this into halves. But <laughs> the first half I liked maybe a little bit more than the last. Although there were times in the first half where I just kind of wanted it to slow down. Because it is one thing after another, one little hijinks or adventure after another. And after at a certain point, I was like, okay, just give me a moment to breathe here. Uh, and then, you know, be careful what you wish for, because about midway through the movie, there's a, a quiet moment. It's an exposition dump from <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's character. And not only just rhythmically does that sort of throw the movie off in, in its pacing, I think, but also... The stuff you learn kind of turns the movie on its head a bit, you know, and we're not going to spoil it. But I remember at the time I was like, you know, <laughs> uh, and 
I don't know if I quite ever recovered from that. I thought I did. But then, you know, since, you know, in the however long it's been, 24 hours or so since we watched it, I've just sort of been like, eh, yeah, I don't know about that back half. Yeah, I feel much the same way. I think I liked it more as we were walking out of the theater than I than I do now. I, I particularly liked kind of echoing what you said, The maybe the first half better. I, I felt like the first half had a kind of a lightness to it, a fun to it. It, it was reminding me a little bit of um, the movies that you mentioned, but also like Indiana Jones. And there's just elements of fun, you know, fantasy adventure mm-hmm. that I, that I really liked. And I could definitely tell that it was targeted to kids, at least at first. Oh yeah. Um, there are though some pretty intense action scenes and fight scenes and it is PG 13. So, um, just, you know, be aware of that. It's not maybe for little kids, but, um, uh, I just felt like by the end though, it took so many turns and got kind of dark in this mythology that, you know, even when I was giving a little intro here and I was trying to describe this tree with the blossoms that help heal people. And that just gets all muddled and, and very confusing mm-hmm. by the end. And, you know, the first thing we talked about when we left the theater was like, what was happening? What we had to kind of ex- try to explain it to each other. So the film isn't very good at, at kind of telling you what's happening or, or even presenting a logical world. So I think, I feel like that's a problem. Yeah. It's interesting. So the movie, I think this, the, it starts or at some point early on in the movie, there's a bit of narration that sort of gives you the mythos of um, this tree and its its petals, which I think I'll call Tears of the Moon, mm-hmm. and the healing power, and and it, and it talks about the, some characters that are cursed, and you know, I, I remember thinking uh, when that part finished, I'm like, okay, got it. That was <laughs> that was very well explained. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the end of the movie, you know, I was like, wait, I don't. I don't understand the mythos anymore. There's complication (laughs) added on top of complication. I'm just like, I don't, I don't follow it anymore. Yeah. Um, So this movie was directed by Wame Kolatsera, who uh, has directed some, some stuff I've seen that I I liked. Okay. He did uh, the Liam Neeson movie, uh, the commuter. He directed the shadows. I'm sorry, the shallows. uh, which is that movie where it's like the shark is, Mm -hmm. you know, after uh, a little girl. Um. Yeah. Uh, oh, House of Wax, which <laughs> we talked about last October, the the House of Wax remake. Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> the direction on this, I think, is 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 um, it's decent. Um, the uh, something that goes, I think, a little awry in the back half is uh, it gets at least a bit more obviously CGI heavy, mm-hmm. and the CGI needs some work. Yeah. We are, um, I feel like I'm riffing off of a, uh, something that was said in a Red Letter Media episode, but <laughs> we are almost 30 years past Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. which has some of the, I mean, I remember there's two movies that I've seen in my life that I was completely wowed by the CGI and that one is Jurassic Park and the other is The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And we are almost 30 years beyond Jurassic Park where you had, in my view, very realistic looking dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And that movie has aged really well as far as uh, special effects. So, you know, I understand not every movie can afford great special effects, but this is a Disney movie. Disney has buckets of money. <laughs> and 
I don't know what went wrong here with the CGI, but the CGI, particularly in the back half, I mean, you're looking at it and it is not integrated well at all with the, the live action stuff. And it looks super fake. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, yeah. You know, I kind of, I kind of liked, again, the first half of the movie, the, the effects to me almost seemed like a throwback. Um, it, you had a lot of scenes where it was obviously a set mm-hmm. and, I don't know. I kind of liked that old school, kind of old Hollywood vibe that it that it had, and I was even forgiving of the kind of sketchy uh, CGI. Um, but yeah, I think what really bothered me, what bothers me more about the special effects in the later half of the movie, is it just gets all dark and murky and just not as interesting, and the vibe is not as exciting as it was at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I agree with you. I think I think Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson have good chemistry. Um, that was one of the the best parts of the movie. Um, so that, that, that was a bright spot. And, you know, overall I would recommend the film. I just feel like, um, it kind of doesn't end on the high note that it started on. Yeah. And you you said something earlier, which is correct. It's, it's aimed at kids, at least to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And there weren't a lot of people in our IMAX screening, but Mm -hmm. there were some kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That theater was, was, was dead quiet. Yeah, it was. So I'm not sure how much they were yeah. getting out of it, you know. Yeah, it's true. Um, so that's Jungle Cruise. Um, and, oh, I know one thing I'll just finish by saying, and, and I, I want to stress, I, I overall enjoyed this movie, but I've heard, you know, um, written stuff I've read online that, you know, if this is successful, Disney's maybe going to look to this as being another Pirates of the Caribbean where they put mm. out, you know, another four or five or six movies. Mm. And I got to say, I enjoyed this. But when it was done, I'm like, I don't need to revisit this. I don't need another movie about this. Yeah. And I would think it would have to be back in the jungle and on a cruise because it's called Jungle, jungle Cruise. cruise. <laughs> and I'm just like, I think you guys have packed everything in the kitchen sink <laughs> into this movie. Right. Um, but you know what? If it's successful, that won't stop them. For sure. So what's your score? Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay. I'm giving it a 7.5. So our score is a 7. It's on the tomato meter uh, with a fresh 63% from critics and an audience score of 94%. Interesting. Yeah. Seven uh, from us. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.